Good evening, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and welcome to our live weekly medical show on News Talk 760 WJR. We're going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, is here with us to tell you what you need to know about how early screening and knowing your profile can lead to the avoidance of heart attack and stroke altogether. Pre-screening and simple non-invasive tests can actually prevent Alzheimer's and many of the other chronic diseases. If you have a question, we're opening up the lines and taking your calls. So please make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show, and this is your chance to talk directly to the doctor. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we're welcoming you to our special weekly medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We are back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan. After 20 years in practice and watching patients die prematurely and unnecessarily, He's here tonight to give us some hard advice on what we need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. We're inviting listeners to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, obviously, we're always still on the topic of COVID and pharmacists willy-nilly prescribing or, or refusing to refusing prescribe. to no, fill prescriptions, refusing to fill prescriptions, which is unbelievable. What's the average patient to do? He gets a prescription from his his doctor. He goes to fill it, and then what? Where does he go? Well, the key is finding a doctor who's going to write a script for COVID in the first place. That's the hard part for the medication. Yeah, is is it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, knowing what pharmacy is going to fill your script doesn't really matter if no one's going to write you the script. So you got to have a script to worry about getting it filled first. So the key you've said, Amory, many times is you got to have someone who's willing to treat you and not just say sit at home and wait you think you're going to die before you go to the hospital and get on a ventilator. Can it's, we talk about some of, not to interrupt you, but can we talk about some of the early treatments you're pres- uh, prescribing specifically for Omicron compared to some of the prior variants? Yeah, no, that's so. We're still, I'm still recommending supplements. I'm still making sure everybody's on a lot of vitamin D3. I'm still making sure people are on zinc, vitamin C, quercetin, which is a natural anti inflammatory. Um, I like ginger. You know, you can boil ginger root and drink it as a tea. Uh, but when somebody is sick, um, then I'm treating them. So that brings us to calendar mandate number three, which is don't bother with testing because the testing isn't working. I've had patients who are sick, have negative rapid testing and negative PCRs, I'm sorry to say. So I'm treating people based on symptoms. If they are sick um, with a viral syndrome, I'm putting them on... um, you know, either vitamin I, which I'm not going to say these words anymore. Um, and if they're really sick, then I'll combine a bunch of pharmaceuticals that we've talked about before. Siobhan, we have one caller. Yeah, we do. We have Mark on the line in Windsor. Mark, what's your question? 
Hi. Hi. I, I just wanted to confirm. I, 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 this is the first time I've heard a doctor say that you, you, there's no clinical reason to get the vaccine. Did, did I hear that right? Or Well, in Canada, uh, you sure aren't hearing it anywhere else. No, no That's no, for no, sure. In, in, we're, we, we have our foot on our necks here. Um, yeah, you're in jail. Being, there is. There's, a, there's so much pressure. Uh, uh, factory workers are losing their jobs if they didn't get the vaccine. Hospital workers, truckers. Um, it's all happening now. Well, Omicron is going wild through the province. You know, we have more, something like 85% of our population is fully vaccinated, but we have more um, COVID in the province now than before the vaccines were available. And, well, cases uh, don't matter. You know, how many people yeah. get COVID doesn't matter. Um, what yeah. matters is, you know, is the vaccine actually helping? And maybe, it, you know, it definitely did in the beginning. And then with right. Delta, it was maybe 50%. And with Omicron, it's 0%. So right. I'm just finding that it's a milder disease and there's no reason to get a drug or a treatment for something that doesn't work. And the, the thought of, well, it doesn't hurt. I'll get a vaccine or a booster because it doesn't hurt. That's bad thought. That's a bad thinking because why would you take a drug that has no benefit? All you're dealing with then is side effects. There is no free lunch. Every treatment has a side effect and complication. And if it has no benefit, you should not take it. And uh, that's, there's, that's... there's 3,200 people in the hospital in Ontario, 500 in ICU. That's more than we've had. And the provincial government's been good about uh, keeping track of the percent that were fully vaccinated. And, I mean, they were until Christmas, but uh, uh, the last time they published, uh, as far as new cases, the last time they published that was 80% of the new cases were fully vaccinated. Right. And then, but... um, so... No, I mean, I see at least they're about, uh, well, yeah. I'm going to interrupt you here. But, you know, how yeah. how does the government and the news media promote vaccination when you get a statistic like that, where 80 percent of the people in the hospital are vaccinated? And I'll, actually, I don't know that hospitalizations are a data point that matters either when there's no attempt to keep anybody out of the hospital. Right. You know, there's no attempt to provide early treatment. No attempt to manage people on day one, day two, or day three. Uh, you know, the only treatment is stay home and wait till you think you're so sick you have to go to the hospital. And there's that, no, that at least, in, yeah. yeah. And in the Sorry, U.S., there's no, Ontario. Yeah. yeah. Well, that the same as the U.S. Hundred percent. They they say don't. The, for two years now, the clinics are closed. Doctors' offices don't want to talk to you. That they basically said take two li- Tylenol and call an ambulance when you can't breathe anymore. Well, it's scary when a national health service like in Canada and in the UK stops taking care of the people that they're, um, you know, they've been mandated to take care of. And here in the United States, at least I understand, because the government's been bought and sold by pharmaceutical companies. At least you understand someone's making money on this at our expense and at our and our health. But um it doesn't. I don't understand why this happening in Canada, or in the UK, or other countries with national health care. Well, thanks Anybody for your call. Up. 
Oh, yeah. sorry. Anybody that stood up and any doctors that stood up, they 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 were uh, thrown, you know, thrown out of the medical establishment. They well, don't uh, jinx me. Yeah. Well, no, but the, the the good the good the good point is that anybody that's living in Canada they can cross over the bridge and come to see you. If not really. Treatment. I mean, yeah, they it's, can. It's, Why not? They can, it's the border crossing is difficult. You can't go back. You know, it's. Uh, You've got to be positive. You've got to be tested and tested. It's, the border's t- crossing is, uh, I, think it's, I, I think it's challenging to go to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, anyway, you need to find somebody out there, people, that's willing to treat you. Um, and it's not easy to do when the whole system is based on what the FDA is telling you, what the president's telling you what the president's medical advisor is telling you when all of the evidence points to that the vaccines are no longer helping anybody. And I just don't believe the line that, well, it's making you less sick anymore. Um, Yeah, but look at Beaumont, for example. Uh, You know, Matthew Sims is on all the time talking about the fact that like 80% of the people that are in the hospital that are sick, that are on ventilators, were not vaccinated. That's a fact. Well, well, just well, this gentleman just stated a fact that said eighty percent of the people in the Canadian hospitals are vaccinated, right? And I think that the you know we watched a a thing on the news where they had a graph from a Beaumont doctor saying forty. This is months ago. Forty percent of the people in the hospital were vaccinated. If they're willing to admit forty percent, you know that's more than forty percent, and that was a delta. Now with Omicron when it really has, there's no immunity benefit. No one has natural immunity against Omicron, whether it's, whether it's been acquired or natural from prior exposure. So everyone's exposed. Um, and again, I have great respect for Dr. Uh, Sims, but if you make no effort to keep somebody out of the hospital and all that they know is to go to the hospital, well, then they're going to go. And that's all there is to it. So there's all this talk about hospital numbers. I don't say who cares, but no one, it, there's no alternative yeah, because but to go to the hospital. You can't get in to see your primary care physician much anymore. Let's come back and talk about this on the other side of the break. Again, you are listening to a special live medical broadcast on prevention and the medical management of disease. If you have a specific question and would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke or have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, please give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We're fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention. He's here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. Please tune in to our weekly shows Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. and live Thursday at 7. We're inviting you to call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. And Siobhan, my co-host, welcome back. You've got some more callers for us. We do. Let's start with Chris and Holly on the line. Chris, what's your question? Hi. Um, 
My question is uh, for some of the healthcare workers who, um, who because of the um, Supreme Court ruling today, might lose their jobs. Uh, my wife being one of them. Um, I do believe that they're going to honor exemptions for this. I don't know. Um, I think it's. Cha- I've been asked today actually to write an exemption, and to be honest with you, I can't imagine. I just don't know what medical reason there would be to give an exemption that a third party that wants you to be vaccinated would approve. You know, I just, I'm, I, I, That's I don't have an answer. You got asked today, you got asked by well, someone. By to a, re- a relative. Okay. You know, uh-huh. and, and I just, and it's, um, dodgy. I just don't, it's not that it's dodgy. I just, I can't, I'm, I always think of myself as if I got a letter, how would I read it? You know, I'm happy to do anything for my patients, but it's like, how would I read this letter? And if I'm thinking this is BS while I'm reading it, and it's my own words, I'm not going to send it. And Mm -hmm. even, I mean, the fact that I don't believe you should get vaccinated or boosted has nothing to do with an exemption. It's it's across the board. You know, if, if you're really sick, then you probably would consider being vaccinated or boosted. And if you're healthy, then absolutely not. Um, so what, what, what exemption is there going to be that someone who thinks you should be vaccinated or boosted is going to read and go, oh, my God, this is a good reason? Well, we have a couple of other calls waiting. Thanks yeah, for calling, Chris. Situation. Yeah, thank you. Up next, we have Randy in Flint. Randy, what's your question? Yeah, I just got a question for the doctor real quick, the guest doctor. I love your show. Um, real quick, uh, what, what type of damage... Um, does Omicron do to the lungs? And I guess my question is two parts. What type of damage does it do to the lungs, and is the damage sustainable? Well, um, thanks for calling, and thanks for the support. Um, You know, all of these viruses are new. And so, I mean, Omicron literally came on the scene a month ago, and in one month it became the dominant variant so for me to tell you what it's going to do and the damage it's going to cause, it's unknown. Um, so mostly Omicron is more upper respiratory. It's in the nasal, you know, in your sinuses more than in your lungs. But then again, you know, I just had a patient get a blood clot. So um, it, you know, it does affect some people in their lungs. And just like COVID in general, it's a combination of all your vulnerabilities and uh, a summation of all your chronic disease, it attacks you at your weakness. What your vulnerability yeah. is. Yes. And so there's just no way to predict how any single person is going to respond to uh, COVID in general. But um, I mean, personally, I've not seen a single case of long hauler, you know, long COVID. I really haven't. And we said, I, I'm, I'm looking, I don't want any of my patients to get it, but I'm I'm want to kind of experiment on managing it because I'm hoping we could do something about it. Okay, Randy, thanks for calling, Siobhan. Yep. Up next, we have uh, Tony and Wayne. Tony, what's your question? Yes, I'm on Plavix, and I was told not to take vitamin C because it could cause more bleeding. Um, I'm not aware that vitamin C causes bleeding. Um, you know, and, and, and let's just say if you're asking me and you say, you know, I just want to be cautious, 
I don't think vitamin C is critical. I think vitamin D3 is more critical. Yes, I and take I, that, yes. And I think zinc is more critical, and so is the quercetin. The only reason to take vitamin C is because it helps with the absorption of the quercetin, which is a natural anti-inflammatory. So the vitamin C isn't critical. And again, I'm not aware. I'm not familiar with vitamin C interfering with Plavix. Um, yeah, my dental hygienist told me this. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did go online, and I could not find anywhere that it said it that it interfered with the Plavix at all. Well, thanks so for fact checking me. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> well, I've just been right. fact checked. We have fact another checked. caller. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So we actually have another Canadian caller. We have Dave now in Windsor. Dave, what's your question? Yes, good evening, people. Thank you for having taking my call. I hear often on many on a, on Canadian stations get vaccinated with the coronavirus. You're suggesting that it's no longer beneficial, no longer helping. I would like to commend you on that because it is no longer helping because um, many therapeutic treatments such as zinc and vitamin D3 are much more beneficial, and I believe that they can help in that in this kind of virus, even Omicron. What can you suggest about that? Well, I agree with you, and uh, so I thank you. And um, you know, I tell everyone just what we said is uh, take a cocktail of supplements that help boost your immune system. So all anything that boosts your immune system is important, um, and it goes beyond just the supplements. And we talk about this in general prevention. I think that's the most important thing to do is get your body healthy. Yeah. Stop. Right. Stop eating sugar. Stop eating processed food um, because those things drive insulin resistance. Insulin resistance affects our immune system. Mm -hmm. Um, So does hormone imbalance. And so if you're able to um, do more weight-bearing exercise, which burns sugar without needing your insulin receptor, so this is a silent killer, making sure that you identify sleep apnea if you have it so that you can help boost your immune system. Uh, There's so many drivers of chronic disease that negatively impact our immune system, but one thing we can all do is take all these supplements. Um, And the other thing, of course, is early treatment. Get treated early um, by someone who's willing to treat you. And again, I would say these days, don't bother with testing because you can have COVID and have a negative rapid and a negative PCR. You know, if you want to get a PCR down the road as a double, triple check during or after treatment, fine. Just to say, you know what, I guess I had it. So you can say you had it, which is important because who knows what natural immunity Omicron is going to give us in the future. You know, we were natural immunity is important, and we just don't know. Uh, what we do know is um, Omicron gives you uh, immunity to Delta, which doesn't actually matter because Delta's gone. But who knows what it's going to give to the people who've had Omicron moving forward? So, Dr. Collender, are you assuming then that if patients, your patients, call you, you're not saying that they need to get the, the the rapid test or the PCR test? You're just assuming they've got COVID if they have the symptoms of COVID, and you're going to treat it as if it is COVID. Now, now, now I am. I mean, that's a change. Because before I was using hydroxychloroquine in a ZPAC, and, you know, there are some 
issues with using those drugs, and I want to make sure the person actually had COVID. The other reason is that pharmacies weren't filling the prescriptions unless you had COVID. So the person had to have a positive test to go to the pharmacy. And now, because Omicron is not as severe, I felt that that um, using the other drug, which we're not going to mention, um, would be safer and effective. And in my experience is it has been. Some people, however, I've needed to double up. I've had to give them um, vitamin I and um, hydroxychloroquine and a Z-Pack they had severe cases. But testing, I, I learned the hard way. Some people were sick for 10 days, and then they called back and said, oh, my third test is positive. Well, after I heard that three times, I stopped getting tests. All right, let's come back and talk some more about this on the other side of the break. You're listening to a special live broadcast tonight for the topic is your health and how to prevent disease. When we come back, if you have a specific question on the subject we're discussing and would like to hear from the doctor directly, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special weekly live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat chronic and debilitative disease. You're listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician, and one of the very few specialists in prevention in this country. If you have a question for the doctor, now is your chance to call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. And Siobhan, my co-host, you have callers. Yes, we have Tom on the line in Troy now. Tom, what's your question? Well, I really don't have a question. I just, I'm a pharmacist, and I concur with doctor that uh, many physicians are reluctant or prohibited from prescribing preventive medication, and we are having limits and what we can get with vitamin I. So even though we are willing to fill prescriptions, it's difficult to even get the medication now because of our limits that our wholesalers are putting on us. So right. I just well, to, uh, uh, well, I would love to talk to you more, but I don't want to risk you or me <laughs> about the conversation <laughs> right. we're going to have. So uh, right, but I, you I know, appreciate your, uh, you know, you're going forward and stepping up and, and explaining this because it's refreshing. And I, I concur with you and I congratulate you. Well, thank you. And this, again, we're going to go back to calendar mandate two. <laughs> Got to okay. keep these in order. Find a pharmacy that's going to fill the drugs that you need when you need them. And, the, and I've had trouble getting my drugs filled that I need from the major pharmacy brands and so Amory says, don't say them anymore, so I won't say them, but you know who they are. Find a local well, pharmacy. Said, yeah. <laughs> Find your local mom-and-pop pharmacy that's going to write your drugs. Find your under-the-radar compound pharmacy that's going to make the things that you need. You know, and your patients are going to, your, your listeners are going to have to pay cash because the stuff can't go through insurance because it flags everybody. Right. And there's ways around right. So, but it means... Yeah. Don't I'm not I don't want to give business to these pharmacies for my standard drugs when they're not going to be there when we need them. Screw them. I agree. Yeah. Thanks for calling. I Thanks agree. For-
And, and, you know, Dr. Collender, once again, I think it's incumbent upon the doctor that's treating you and writing the prescription to make sure that he knows of at least one pharmacy you can go to as a patient. That would be frustrating to drive through, you know, uh, some of these big box pharmacies and be told, sorry, we're not filling your prescription and not telling you where to go. And so, you know, the, this person who just called mentioned the limits. I mean, there's, there's more. It's limits of the total amount of the drug sent by the pharmacy, the limits per person. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's horrible. It's an abomination. It really mm-hmm. is. And, and then to complain that the hospitals are full when you won't do anything to keep them from being full? Well, that's just ridiculous. I mean, come on. Siobhan, we have another caller? Yeah. Siobhan, you have another caller? Yeah. Up next, we have Brian in Grand Blank. Brian, what's your question? Actually, I have two quick ones. First one is, is there, can you clarify if there is a way to tell the difference between the Omicron and Delta? Because I've read both sides of that, and I just wondered if, if you know if there is a way to tell. I'm going to say no. And the, so these are tested in you know, advanced uh, research labs, and um, I'm just going by the epidemiologists who are telling us that um, Delta is basically gone and it's all Omicron. Um, I'd like to think I can tell by the symptoms, but that isn't always possible either. Um, to me, there's a distinct difference between people who are sick in first week of December and the second week of December. It's a total different symptom complex, total different recovery. Um, people stop responding to the first set of you know the drugs I've been using for 18 months, and I switched things over. I mean, I changed my whole treatment plan in like two days after watching this for three. It was quick. But once again, yeah, once again, you're talking about patients that have access to you, your patients, because you're customizing everybody's treatment. Well, I knew Omicron was, I mean, y'all knew it was coming. You just didn't know how. And it was just, it just, to me, there was a, a clear, you know, it was a few days where I said, okay, this is not Delta anymore. Let's move it along. And if it's not Delta, I don't want to use hydroxychloroquine because it's just not that bad of an illness. And, but I did add it to some people. So, you know, you're, you're talking about how the testing is unreliable. You can, you know, a false positive, a false negative, you don't rely on it. What is the average listener supposed to do, the, the, the patient out there who suddenly gets a high fever, gets sick? If you're saying that don't rely on the, on the tests and on the testing, what are they supposed to do if they think they have the virus, if they think that they, that they have the Omicron uh, virus? What are they supposed to do in order to get cured? Well, it's the same thing we've been saying all along, is if you've waited to get sick, you waited too long. It's the same thing about waiting to have a heart attack or a stroke or having dementia. You waited too long. Prevention for COVID is finding a doctor that you know is going to treat you, making sure that doctor has a plan, making sure you can reach that doctor when you get sick, and on your own, make sure you're taking care of yourself, that you have the supplements on hand, that you have your plan, and um, and a backup and all those things for everybody. So now I'm actually giving all my patients who want it like a kit, a COVID preparedness kit. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, that's brilliant. So I'm, I'm making sure, every, especially if they travel out of state, I'm, before they leave, I'm making sure they have all the supplements. I send them out with a packet of the drugs that I want them to have because the other things I might, I'm more likely to be able to prescribe. So now, because you couldn't prescribe hydroxychloroquine 
without having a positive COVID test. The other things I'm using, you just pay for them. You know, mm-hmm. you can just have it on hand. So I'm, I'm anyone who lives, who spends a winter out of state, I'm making sure that they have a kit. And now I'm trying to find um, similar type uh, compounding pharmacies in other states that I can call and have them shipped within that state. Because mm-hmm. some of these pharmacies just aren't <coughs> equipped to do interstate medicine. Like they're not allowed to. They're just not allowed to ship inter, uh, between states. So what people ought to do and what listeners ought to do if they're afraid of succumbing to the COVID virus, they need to you talk to their doctor. They need to find a doctor or make sure they've got somebody that, hey, if I get sick, you're going to treat me and you're going to be able to provide the right types of medication and I'm going to be able to get a pharmacist to fill it. I mean, it's The hard much... part's finding the doctor, actually, because there oh, are, yeah. the, there are, that's the hard part. I mean, there are, like this gentleman who called, um, and there are you know, under the radar, you know, cash-based compounders that are filling scripts uh, and doing everyone's work. Are we still, are we still on the air? No, no you're going to commercial. Oh, oh sorry. Just an interlude. It was everybody. just an interlude. Sorry. I just heard the music <laughs> and I thought we we're getting cut off early. But um, anyway, yeah. I mean, once again, it comes down to, you have to be your own advocate. I mean, yeah. you have to make sure that you are in the care of a doctor that's going to answer your calls, see you, treat you, and give you, you know, take care of the illness because that's what doctors are there for. It's the same problem with heart preventing heart attacks and strokes. You've got to find someone who knows what they're doing with prevention, who's going to identify disease early, and take all of the drivers of chronic illness seriously before they become symptomatic in a traditional way. And that's the, this is exactly how we're treating COVID. And this is why all these adaptations we've had to do, how the changes that we've made over the last two years, it's because I'm already doing it, you know, with prevention. My practice changes it constantly. It's a, it's a fluid practice. And COVID's changing rapidly. Who knows what tomorrow's going to bring? Very important for everyone to get into a practice that specializes in prevention. That's, I guess, the message here. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, so I'd like to quickly thank Dr. Brian Collender, MD, specialist in prevention, for being here tonight and for being willing to share his expertise and knowledge with regards to not only the prevention of disease, but also on the importance of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Collender Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. And we hope you got some useful information tonight on how to be your own advocate and take charge of your health, whatever your medical journey. Thanks to my co-host, Siobhan Cronin. Please continue to tune in to our shows Sunday afternoon at 3, Thursday evening at 7 for the latest medical updates. And thanks for listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Good night and be well. Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.